Hi, folks. I don't know if there's going to be any content warning this week other than the usual, so um, please be aware that we live in a house with animals. There Some are f- of which are peeping frantically. Four, four baby chickens in my office peep, 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 peep all day long. Have you been picking them up and handling them? I have been trying to as I'm able. It's Good just day. I have um, – there's Helpers. also this cat yeah. draped across your laptop. I mean, she lives on this laptop when I'm not using it, and when I am and the lid's closed, so she she's pretty much a constant companion all day long, because there's a warm laptop right here. You have an uh, office cat. I have an office cat. But they may all be causing loud noises, and certainly there will be background peeping. Yes. The other thing is, we swear. Oh, yeah. And since apparently this week's interview is me... Uh, there may be more swearing than normal. Also, dropping of small ceramic chickens that I have on my desk that keep sliding out of place. It's a thing. So, anyway, uh, welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 153 years. Yep. 150 episodes, three years, 50 episodes a year. Holy shit, I did it! <laughs> Are you proud of it? I'm, I'm exceptionally proud of what we've done. I mean, I realize that you've done the heavy lifting. I've done the heavy lifting, but it it is still sort of a team effort, uh, starting from. Don't eat the cord, tiny orange. Let's see. Yeah, that's that's the power cord right there. You eat that. You lick the wrong end of that one, and it's going to be exciting, kitty cat. Or maybe you want tingly licks. Um, we don't want that. That's anyway. Uh, You're uh, very proud. I'm very proud. We started with can we uh, make Ursula. Maybe a little more organized, and I want to say there may be some success there. Uh, let's let's not fool ourselves. I said some. I didn't say a lot. I didn't say an immense success. There's a little success there. Yeah, none of it was. Um, none of it was related to organizational systems and bullet journals and whatnot. It was all meds. No, I no? disagree. No. Um, when did you start tracking your word count on uh, Wonderlist? And I don't know what okay, you're using. Okay, yeah, now. I guess I get uh, now. I'm using To Do. Yeah, uh, which isn't as good as Wonderlist, but, but it's a, it's the same people, so it's going to get it's better. One hopes. Yeah, the, very similar, but there are things I, I dislike about it. But yeah. anyway, um, okay, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I started tracking my word count. You did, but we uh, and you also set some goals that you've been working towards. Yes. I don't know if we can actually say I would not have worked towards those goals without uh, the catastrophic attempted emission statement and whatnot, but... uh, It certainly helped kind of codify and clarify a little, though. For you, maybe. I think I would have kept doing what I'm doing, kind of, but... Because I never made a to-do list for dog skull. Well, no, no. So, I don't know about that, but... uh, And we can also argue that I would not perhaps have gotten medicated without talking as much about the the flakiness and having people go, yes, okay, that's that's ADD. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. But you, you have, have done the things. I, well, I've done a lot of things. Changed You've jobs. I've talked to a lot of people. I've talked to a lot of people. I've changed jobs twice. Um... I've changed systems I don't know how many times because I have a problem, uh, but... Is we, it a problem? No, not really. Not, well, not when it's research. 
when it's research, then it's not a problem. When okay. it's we're actually starting the interview not, too no, early, so yeah, we'll get uh, we'll get to some of that. Yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start at the beginning. How was your week? Uh, not bad. Um, I uh, got I finally finally we got all the pieces in place to do a big switch over for a big customer uh, on Sunday night or early Monday morning if you happen to be in Europe. Uh, so I was up late, did that, fell down for several hours, got up, uh, big, big customer, job was still running, took 48 hours to complete it, completed yesterday, no, I guess it was over 48 hours because it completed uh, sometime this morning. So, But it completed. But it completed, and then I ran the second part of the same, the same thing, different process same outcome and it took about 30 minutes um so i guess there's improved process Woo. uh that's i mean that makes me happy uh so i mean there's still jobs background jobs running for it but whatever right uh, in the meantime i'm reasonably happy with that i think uh, it's a big Step forward, and I want to get it wrapped up this week because it will also save us a crap ton of money. And our capacity planning person is she is all gung ho when she hears, Yes, I'm getting rid of X and Y, and it's going to save us probably some money. She will tell me exactly how much money and then be really happy when it happens, <laughs> uh, which is which is great. I mean, that's. I, I think it's sometimes kind of enviable to see someone whose job is when I push this button, the company will save half a million dollars just out the gate. She had to get approval and then go spend some obscene amount of money to reserve space at Amazon at Google, uh, which – is a little harrowing when you're talking about, yes, so now you're going to push a button and spend something like... Way more than you make in a year. A quarter million dollars on reserved capacity at the big, yeah. Way more than you make Way in a year. Way more than you make in a year. and But then the payoff over the course of that year is that you save six, eight, ten times that. Um, and so it's it's... I'm making them happy. I'm making the company happy. I'm making the customer happy through all of this. So that's that's the important bit. Uh, it really is. So overall, uh, good week you for me a, personally. No, you did have a day where you said uh, you were you were out of cope. Yes, but that was that was not a work thing. That was a current events thing, and I think a lot of people have had. Out of cope days, uh, the last week and a half. Uh, for those of you who aren't in the U.S. and you're watching the news, you can kind of imagine those of you who are in the U.S. It's a tough. It, it's tough to have cope right now. It's tough to process, and I am usually the person who, when everybody else is losing their mind around here. Okay. Uh, Usually, well, you know, I'm the one who is all, I have to keep it together. I have to, you know, dishes have to be done. Dinner has to be cooked. Um, 
I'm the one who's keeping up. And there was just a point where I was just like, I, I cannot anymore. I just have to turn everything off and hide uh, because it's it was too much. Um, and that happens to everybody. Yes. Work and household and then the news and then work and household. And it was just uh, – it was one of those moments where if I had a hammock out in the chicken area, I would have just put up a hammock and gone out there and laid – in the dark near my chickens and gotten eaten by mosquitoes and not given a fuck. Oh yeah. Because I, it was, it was, yeah. Um, and that's a thing that happens sometimes. Yeah. And yeah, you, you, when the world is on fire, you do not have to be at a, it is not a failure to not be at a hundred percent every right. day. I mean, right. This is, this is horrifying, awful stuff going down. The news coming in is bad. We have friends out there. we, you know, and Lord knows we're, you know, dropping money as we can. We, our local town has, you know, protests of 20 people at most because we live in an extremely small town. But, and then we're trying to keep, you know, on top of social distancing because there's an asthmatic in the house. Kevin is high risk category. It's all, yeah. you know, uh, and yeah, there's And a I'm lot. also dealing with things like, you know, my uh, Jacob's graduation is in a week and a half, and there is a whole process over how they're going to give these kids an approximation of some sort of graduation ceremony and the logistics around that. It's it, Which, I, I'll be honest, is infuriating me because uh, graduations are totally for the parents and the family and whatnot. The kids do not give a flying fuck, or at least 99% of them do not give a flying fuck. Yeah. I didn't. It's like, you want to experience a graduation? Sit in a hot chair in the sun and have somebody read the phone book at you for three hours. Great. You've graduated. They they do it in the gym, and each student has a prepared statement to read about what their time at the school has meant to them. And, yeah, but their graduating class is like what? Hmm... 100, 150, and yes, I had to sit through all of them when my oldest son graduated. Oh, not just you. I came along, That's too. true. You did. You did. Prayed for death the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so, my graduating yeah. class was 470. <laughs> we did not all give prepared speeches. My graduating class was something like 1,000. Yeah. Maybe more, I'd have to check. But you, you saw how crowded even the the limited amount of people that went to my 30th high school reunion were. Ah, yes. I have fond memories of your 30th high school reunion. Is it when my English teacher... When I got to tell your English teacher about how you ate yak penis in Tibet? Yes, yeah. yes it mm -hmm. was. Yeah. The rest was incredibly tedious. Lots of people I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Food that was adequate uh, and a bunch of people I didn't know and who were sort of annoying. But... Uh, but the bit where you talk to my English teacher who looked at me and said, of course, it's Kevin Sonny in the kilt. Yes. So I'm like, you remember me? She's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I, I did not expect that. So lovely woman. I, yeah. And that's and God. Yeah. She's she's she was a trip in high school, too. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but and, and I think that's yeah. Um, but anyway, anyway we got, yeah. they're, they're going to do the graduation. They're going to do the graduation, yeah. We'll all catch COVID. But. Probably. I mean, I'm, I am I like our chances now versus three months ago, four months ago, but 
At least people are taking it more seriously. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Anyway. So there's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, and if you need to disconnect, disconnect, do it. Uh, I'm probably once this particular thing is done, I fully intend on saying, you know what? I need an extra day, you know, and just taking a day and be like, this is my cope day. Um, I'm going to go sit with your chickens. Yes. Uh, since I haven't had as much chicken time on weekends. Also, it's blisteringly hot out now all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not blisteringly hot. It's parboil hot because, of course, we have the extremely high humidity. And uh, I think – It's a steam bath. Yeah, it's a steam bath, only it's like if I were a lobster in this steam bath, I'd be very concerned about my mortality. <laughs> It's that it that's what it feels like out there. The chickens don't seem to care very much as long as I give them lots of water because they have lots of shade. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that the, the everything is designed they're in the trees so that they have plenty of places to get out of the heat. Yeah. I mean there will come a time when it breaches probably about ninety five degrees Fahrenheit as the actual temperature versus the feels like, where even in the whatever they will be walking around panting, which is a hell of a sight to see. Uh but it's, you know, they can survive it just fine. So, um, yeah. and the baby chickens have been a great, a great help. Um, everybody seems to be enjoying the baby chicken live stream. I'm adding cameras as we go. So Hi, yeah, it's after, it's after it's off now. Uh, hold on. Let me double check. Yeah. Tiny orange cat. Yeah. Peep, 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 peep. There they go. Um, so I mean that's I but I mean that's that's it that's my week. Uh, your week has your week been any more interesting than mine? Uh, well, I conducted an applied archaeology experiment today. Yes, I saw that. Do I need to go back and record a new warning about how you wiped your ass with a piece of terracotta pottery? So, oh. in ancient times. This is why you're telling me to read the Twitter thread before you sat down. Well, there was no way I wasn't going to mention it. Fair. In, in ye old ancient Greece, one of the things, since they didn't have toilet paper, one of the things they used was, are called ostracon, or ostraca, which are uh, pottery shards. Yeah. And uh, the, the, as Shep described it, these are the scratch paper of ancient Greece. You You get it, you eat off it. You, you know, maybe scrawl a note on it while you're thinking about it, and then eventually it winds up in the bathroom. And uh, through a series of events that need not be recounted, uh, which basically ended with Shep daring me to do it and me saying maybe I will because science is like that and I am brave and foolish and driven by far too much curiosity about everything and also had a broken terracotta pot that had been newly newly fallen out of the truck and broken, I... Uh, I made the experiment. Were you were were your meds in full effect or not when you made the experiment? Uh, well, when I agreed to do it, they were definitely in full effect. But I should point out that it did take several hours for there to be a uh, uh, yeah. The fact that you remembered then is uh, hey, you don't forget shit like that. Budumpa and uh, very pointy. So you said, yeah. Uh, yes, the the terracotta is is basically used as a scraper, but surprisingly effective. And uh, you know, not uh I mean, you got to pay very close attention to what you're doing 
toilet paper is very uh, fire and forget kind of thing because you're not, I mean, you, you can use half a brain cell on it, but uh, I got to say, when you're working with terracotta in the nether regions, you got to be very, very alert. And uh, but did a, a fine job, and um, and you didn't try to flush it. I'm not a complete idiot, and I. Uh, I mean, I'm reading this thread, and all I'm thinking <laughs> is, what did she do with it at the end? Is it in the garbage can upstairs? Did she rinse it off? Is it is it still in the bath? Okay, she threw it away. Thank yes, God, I threw it away it in was, the garage in a bag. It would be unsanitary otherwise. So, uh, yes, and uh, and then, of course, documented it for posterity, as it were. And uh, what? Just keep going. Yes, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I win. <laughs> so, anyway. Um... Yeah, uh, the week the week was, was fine. I did a lot of writing. Um, I surprisingly got a lot of writing done this, uh, the last week or like week it's been, you know. Yeah. yeah sometimes 800 words a day, sometimes thousands of words a day. I've been doing very well, mm -hmm. and uh, it's nice. Uh, the dam burst briefly or whatever. But uh, reading a lot of books, um, mm -hmm. reading extremely fluffy Regency romances. It's, it's time for fluffy things. It really is. Yeah, and yeah. it's, you know, you do the thing where you spend as long as you can paying attention and then you go deal with escapism as hard as possible for, like, you know, uh, as long as you need to. And then you go back to paying attention again. Right. And then you feel guilty about the escapism. But at the end of the day, you sort of doom scrolling through Twitter is not going not, to fix not anything. Healthy, no. it doesn't, I mean, you aren't going to help. So, you know, you make your donation and you you take a burger and fries to the protests for person who requested it and you yep. you know do your best do uh, your best yeah it's uh it's all a lot the world is a lot right now but i am gardening intensively and working and and i have to say speaking of gardening yeah i think i'm done with spring conventions i think from here on out i may be like <laughs> nope i do not attend events or travel during the spring growing season in the garden and that's fair because you know i think about it and i'm like I am not going to be on my deathbed going, God, if only I had attended more science fiction conventions. And and I mean, the only thing is we have a couple pre-existing commitments. Yes, but I'm not going to take anything more between like about March and, and end of June, I don't think. Well, by the way, that thumping you hear is somebody pecking on the side because that's what they do, apparently. Yeah. Um, what was that well for? I was going to say, uh, we're uh, end of June, maybe a little past the oh god, the point where you're like, I want to garden, but it's too damn hot. Maybe we'll uh, find out. We'll find out. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I I can't blame you, and uh, it would be, if nothing else, the forced not allowed to travel has been kind of nice. Uh, this is the longest stretch, consecutive stretch we've been home. For years. In, uh, it feels like a decade. I don't think it's been quite a decade, but it's definitely been like a, very close to it. Yeah, and we're, and we're, the longer we're quote unquote stuck at home, uh, the, the more, the longer it's been since we've traveled like that or, or had that much time home. Um, and so it's, it's nice. 
I mean, uh, there's a lot about it that sucks. Let's not get wrong. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, but we are certainly adapting, I think, to, yeah. to the the situation. and Being home doesn't feel like a stopover between, our, between the next appearance. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I mean, my garden has never looked so good. So maybe that first, the first couple years when you were just like, I am going to make this garden the best thing ever. Can I have more lawn? Yes, please take more of my lawn for your garden. Um, well, okay. The back garden has never looked so good. The front garden has, uh, you know, the chickens have taken over large. Chunks. Yes. Yes. But yeah, I, I, mm -hmm. I was doing, I'm going, you know, I, I am really enjoying this. Mm -hmm. This is, and I'm getting a lot of work done. It's not like I'm not working. Right. Right. You know, but as long as I'm, writing and gardening i'm like why why would i keep interrupting this thing that i love and that is restorative y yeah i think i'm i'm kind of done with spring cons and travel from and now that's, on and that's fair unless it's that's something fair. like our trip to antarctica when it you know has to be done at x time and which right well okay. i mean and that was the thing with with uh what was it africa and tibet it has to be in this window of time so that's when we did it right yeah but unless it's, you know, like mm -hmm. Tibet or something, yeah, I don't feel the need to. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so we should probably take a break and then we, should, we will come back and yes. put you under the microphone. Microscope. M microscope. I'm already under the microphone. It's, uh, yeah. We'll be right back after this. Microphonoscope. Alchemy. I am here today with Kevin Sunny. <laughs> You're is... here every day with me. Okay, yeah, well, I live with you, but uh, it, look, it says introduce yourself to it. Look, I'm trying to interview you here. Take the interview. I, I will. Yes. It's fine. I'm here with Kevin Sunny, uh, founder of noted podcast Productivity Alchemy, <laughs> The Hidden Almanac, yeah. KUEC. Uh, story time with chickens. That's not a real podcast, but I'm sure now. Now everybody's going to want it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how we do that. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, keeper of chickens. And I think you do something technical. I do. I um, So, yeah. Hi, I'm Kevin. I generally run the interview, so it's a little weird. Uh, it's always weird when we do this. Um, so, yeah, I am a cloud site reliability engineer for Elastic. Yes, uh, the people who make Elasticsearch, Kibana, Logstash. I'm one of the people who runs our cloud service. So if you go to cloud.elastic.co or your company uses that or whatever – and it breaks. I'm one of the poor sods who has to fix it. Uh, actually, I don't fix so much as uh, I'm on the uh, cloud infrastructure, so I'm building new things uh, in the environment and replacing old things. It's it's kind of fun. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you are married to me. Yeah, which is almost a full-time job in and of itself. <laughs> 
I think you will admit that as well. Uh, could be worse. Oh, God, yeah. And I'm a board member uh, on the board of directors for the Dorsai Regulars, and I have a cat who's an asshole and trying to kick everything off. Sergey, get, get, get. And you keep chickens. And I keep chickens. And uh, it being spring, I have baby chickens in my office. Come here, you. Don't. Don't murmur at me. You brought this on yourself. Um. <clears throat> and, uh, yes, Sergey has now joined the interview. Sergey is a one-eyed uh, Russian blue domestic short hair. He's not actually a Russian blue. That's just the coloration. Um, and... Uh, Possibly the reincarnation of a soldier killed at Stalingrad. It's an adventure. It, it is. Yeah, buddy. There you and go. And angry. And he's like, nope, I, I don't want love. I just want to be destructive. Be destructive somewhere else. Hello, tiny orange cat. All right. Anyway, so uh, yeah. I, I think that was question one. So now let's go to number two. <laughs> Tell me. Tell our listeners. How do you keep yourself organized? So this is something that... Often is in flux. I try to follow a couple of basic methodologies still. I like um, the prioritization that you get from the Franklin Covey, where you figure out where it fits on a grid of um, where one side is important and not important. It's the Eisenhower matrix. And the other side is urgent and not urgent. And you want to do the important, not urgent things, because important and urgent means something is terribly wrong and that's an emergency, and not important, not urgent means that, do you need to do it at all? Um, so, and and the Franklin Covey thing recommends, says you really want to try in the important, not urgent space. Um, and then I'm... Tr- it's a cult. It. Well, that one kind of is, because it's... But anyway, um, the other one is David Allen's Getting Things Done. I'm really bad at it. Stop fidgeting with that or I'm going to break your... your... I can print another one. Um, But the... Do you need a fidget thing? Yeah, I need a fidget thing. My meds are warm. Let me me find a... Here, I have have emergency fidget things just for you. The blowtorch is not one of them. Yeah, no, do not give me the blowtorch to fidget with. And my, My Pikachu amiibo is not one of them. Here. Try that. Okay. There you go. And it, I have to say the meds have definitely been working because I haven't needed one of these for uh, for weeks. Yeah. But um, it's uh, – we're me... recording this quite late. I, well, I had another interview before this. Yes. Uh, and so, uh, so yeah. uh, everything is, is well. Yeah. I also didn't expect last night's Dorsai meeting to go as long as it did or I would have done it yesterday. Yeah, um, life. But that's, that's how it is. So um, David Allen's – method of uh i try to like triage my email get it down to as close to inbox zero as i can get don't use it as a to-do list and then um if i can do it if it's something i need to do and i need to do it right now or and i can do it in under two minutes just do it and then otherwise put it into my to-do app and while i still track a lot of things in habitica uh, the biggest change in the past year, and really it has been the past year, is I am I'm kind of all in on the Apple ecosystem right now. Ah, yes. Um, you had to break down and buy an iPhone, as I recall. And it was because I have uh, and and one. You were so angry. I was. I was one. I was. I was angry. I was angry that. 
so many good apps are Mac and iPhone and iPad only. Uh, that is a little frustrating. And all of the apps that work with that are much more cross-platform are either 100% web-based or are, if you will pardon my language, absolute crap. And I've tried so many of them. And I know there are some great ones out there if you have one machine or one place that you connect to to do them. Uh, in my case, I have two machines, a work machine, a home machine, my phone, an iPad. Um, and that isn't the part that had me really angry. Uh, and now an Apple Watch. The Apple Watch is what made me angry. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so I'm currently I use OmniFocus, which is a, a Apple ecosystem app specifically designed around projects and to-dos. I use... So, so the answer here I'm getting is uh, applications and to-do lists. Applications and to-do lists, yeah. I mean, do my... Do notebook? Uh, I do have, I still have my handy um, Filofax that I picked up in Ireland. And I do love this. Uh, what I'll do is I'll sit down once a week. Uh, or once a month, as the case may be, at the beginning of the month or beginning of the week, and I will jot down at least to cement in my mind. I have reminders out the yin-yang to make sure I don't forget them either, but to cement in my mind what I've got going on that week. And the other thing I've started doing is I've started color coding. Ah, yes. So, and if you look here on they the... Are, they are blue and green highlighter stripes. Oh, that's, that's just the beginning. Um, here we go. Here is my... Uh, I have a fold-out year... That, that is a fold-out year. Right, and I put, a, I put a guide at the top, so if it's highlighted in yellow, it's on-call. If it's pink, it's a holiday. If it's in green, it's family. If it's blue, it's work-specific. And then if it's purple, it's a dorsi thing. So, like, MAGFest is purple. Um, your birthday, right over here, is green. Oh, yeah. Um, we had a really busy... I had a lot of on-call and a really busy uh, week, couple weeks ago for work. So there's like yellow on-call and blue and, you know, some pink because we had a, a closure day and then there was a holiday. Yeah, so it all sort of – so I can look at the big calendar and say, okay, that's a work thing. There's a, a personal thing. There's a – you know, and, and look at that. Then I can look at my week and – on the days, see, okay, I have two work meetings and a dorsi meeting or, you know, oh, hey, look, there's there's a green highlight thing that's Ursula's birthday. I need to make sure I have something for that. He got me a stuffed ham. Like a literal stuffed ham from Squishables. Uh, they're discontinuing it. It was on sale. And so that goes with her annual subscription to uh, to the Bone Box. Yes, the delivery. Skull of the Month Club. Basically, yeah. Which, if you have a artist or a goth in your life, highly, highly recommend. Literally, it's called the Bone Box. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's having the the ability to flip through and find things quickly without having to figure out where my phone is or scroll through my watch or find the app on my desktop or if I'm having a particularly busy day at work, which browser tab it's in. Um, really useful. So it's sort of a combination of digital and analog yeah. at this point. Yeah, and um, because I find that unlike typing, physically writing things down help me remember things. This has been the case for a very long time. I'm not doing math because it just hurts. I'd never do the math. And 
So that's that's sort of the idea is if there are important things that I need to remember, I write them down, I put them in the book, and I make sure I have a reminder in a calendar. All right. Well, mm-hmm. that I think gets us through number two. And now, so now when you were talking about apps, let us what systems and or habits are valuable to you? Um, sorry, talked a little bit about getting things done. Uh, the parts I've taken from that that I want to keep, the parts I've taken from uh, Franklin Covey's uh, stuff that I want to keep. Uh, the big app. The matrix of urgent and not urgent. Yeah, yeah, the Eisenhower matrix. Uh, the big one um, right now is OmniFocus. And what is that? OmniFocus is an app by Omni Group. Great name, right? Uh, that is, it's. it was designed around uh, a very specific sort of getting things done workflow. Uh, but it, it's flexible enough that I can say, okay, I've set up a section for the dorsi and here are all of my dorsi meetings and all my, you know, commitments and the projects and deadlines and things like that. I do it with personal stuff. I do it with my day-to-day chores because I like to go into a list and click things off. That's totally legit. You know, and it also helps me remember because I can go at the end of the day, okay, did I, did I get everything done today? Oh, I need to go do X and Y, right? Like I think – uh, while this is post-processing, I need to change the sheets today. So that's like on my list for after we're done. Uh, and because it was designed specifically around the Apple ecosystem, I can check it on my watch. I can check it on my phone. I can check it on any of my desktops. They all sync. And uh, this in your phone was making you angry because? So... My phone was making me angry. No, your watch was making well, me angry. Yeah. yeah, the phone, I, I went ahead and bit the bullet and switched from Android back to iPhone with the new iPhone SE 2. And it's an iPhone, and it's nice, and it's fast, and going toe-to-toe with my Pixel 3, it's they're about equal, right? But my Pixel 3 is starting to hit that two-year point where it's going to where I need to replace it anyway, the battery should start going straight into crapper any time now and updates and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, okay, maybe I should look at this Apple Watch thing because the Fitbit, and this is one of the things that I've had both with Apple and Android, is that um, some apps, some things are not as well integrated as others. The Fitbit was sort of integrated into... The yes, okay, I have I have all these notifications coming on the watch right now, so I'm going to mute that. Um, uh, but like, you'd have to have an app that you would then do the thing with to be able to get the data back and forth. And you have to remember to sync it and blah blah blah. And so I said, "All right, well, let's look at this Apple Watch." And I was like, "That's really expensive." And then I found one on Amazon Warehouse, like the brand new this year's model damaged box at a like a hundred a hundred fifty bucks off and I'm like scratch and dent deep discount all right fine and it's so nice and it works so well he was just enraged at it for days the only thing it's like it does the pulse stuff. It keeps track of my steps. It has uh, um, an always on. It doesn't eat battery as all my prior smartwatches did. Oh my God. I can take an EKG on it. 
the apps just work because it's the cellular model. I answered a fucking phone call on it without my phone be my phone was across the house and a call came in and I get the notice on my watch and I answer it. I'm like, this is what it's supposed to, a smartwatch is supposed to be like, I can check off my checklist. Omnifocus runs on it. If I have it for the i for my iPhone that's paired to the, the watch, it's just there and it just works. The, uh, the, those of you who have not had the experience of, trying to get something to work for years and developing all the workarounds and being frustrated and then you bite the bullet and get the stupid expensive thing and it's so easy and flawless that you just hate it so much i had the exact same experience when i finally upgraded uh, uh, photoshop oh to, god yes uh, the cloud version which i had resisted doing for years like i was i was oh, yeah. dragged kicking and screaming and the only the only reason I did it, in fact, was that uh, I had a project where they were asking for files in formats I could not do on the old one. Right. And uh, it... You it, were livid. I was just enraged because it was so good. Every flaw Photoshop had had, everything that I didn't like, they had fixed. There was a thing you were complaining about, and then the update came out like two days later and fixed it, and you were just like pissed. It's and and this is the perversity of humanity. Okay, just the damn it. I oh, it makes you angry when it's that good, right? Uh, and that's and I'm like the only thing this didn't do out of the box as just part of the I put the watch on and it just works was one of the things. I had been meaning to do for my health, which is sleep tracking. So I paid $2 for an app. Yep. And now it just, it tracks my, and I'll, I don't even have to tell it when I'm going to sleep. I just go to sleep and it's like, Hey, you slept five hours and this is when you're restless. Um, and the other thing that it has that no other smartphone I've ever owned has that drives me mad. Why no one else has it. It has a theater mode. Yep. That you 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 tap the theater mode and it just goes dark. Unless you tap it, it doesn't alert. It doesn't do colors. It doesn't light up at all. I had to. I would. We would go to a movie and I would literally take my Fitbit off and put it in my pocket because if I shifted my arm, it would light up saying, "Oh, you want to see the time?" Yep. And uh, I'm just so I'm still mad, and I'm not mad at the watch. I'm mad at myself. Right for having resisted for so for long. for having resisted and for what feels now wasted so much time trying to get something to work that was a solved problem already. was a solved problem already yeah I don't feel that same way about to do lists uh, because I'm constantly evaluating to see what's going to fit better and there are so many different ways to solve that. This fucking watch is the solved problem, and it's like suddenly I don't have to think about. It's it's always frustrating when you realize just yeah. how many mental processes you've devoted to working around flaws that you didn't have to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean the thing is, I'm exceptionally happy with it. I really like it. Uh, I really like it. He says through <laughs> gritted teeth. 
No, I, the only reason I take it off now is, uh, to put it on the charger before I take a shower. And last night I got an alert that said, Hey, there's an update. We'll update overnight. It has to be on the charger for that. So it, it sat on the, I didn't track my sleep last night and that's fine. Um, and it's, it's, it's so nice. I feel so, I, I feel kind of bad about it, but at the same time, it's just like now all of my technology talks to each other and I don't have to worry about, you know, a lot of the rough bumps that I would have are smoothed over and I can focus on more totally important things. feel like a Linux trader? Oh God, no. No, uh, and that's one of the things about it is Mac is a Unix box. It's a really well put together, just works Unix box. And 90% of what I do for work is I double click the little terminal icon and I'm typing commands at a command line, right? I'm in an editor writing code and then I'm running code at the command line. Great. That's fine. Um, but I'm not wasting my time going, well, a system update just came out and, oh, now I have to go fix my video driver or, you know, this other thing is incompatible. Okay, there's a little bit of that with the Catalina thing, but they gave us two years warning that it was going to happen. So, um, but, and and everything, the whole ecosystem from the the home function for home automations and the health. I don't let him automate the house. I hate our smoke alarms. Yeah, we should, I've been thinking they, they're about old enough they need replacing anyway. Um, but I don't want the freezer to be able to, like, hack I, the, the uh, bot network or something. Right, but they're, it's designed around the idea of let's make it easy to set up. Let's make it easy to add things to it. Well, there's still some rough edges, but overall it – Generally, if it's supported, it just works, and I'm fine with that because now I can focus more on things like how many cameras can I set up to monitor – or not to monitor, to broadcast the chickens during daylight hours, <laughs> right? How many – what kind of automation can I put together to switch scenes or to turn on and off? The, you know, I can focus my energy on things that I, I – that are fun and not focus my energies on just making it fucking work. Oh, I hear you. Yeah. And I'm still doing a lot of open source on that. I, I, I wasn't meaning to mock oh, your I know, open I know. credentials. I yeah. just like giving you shit. All right. Number four. How mm -hmm. do you decide what to do first every day? Uh, it's really easy. I read my email. Yeah. I get up. I may read my personal email. I might play a little bit of a game while my coffee's kicking in after I fed the chickens and after I fed the dogs because. I don't have, you know, I don't have, there are no decisions I can possibly make for myself until after I'm dressed and downstairs sitting down at my desk because the dogs get me up usually before my alarm and they have to be fed and the cats want food at the same time and the chickens have to be fed and some of them, I don't have automatic doors for them because they're really hard to install in that kind of coop and so... I have to let the chickens out and make sure everybody got through the night. And so by the time that's done and I've showered and I'm sitting down at my desk, it's absolutely, you know, 
all of that has been decided for me right up to that point. And then um, usually it's read my email, catch up on some of the Slack discussions, the any tickets I have open, and, you know, uh, whatever was next on my project plate. Right now, this it's is, this is really nice compared to uh, uh, not necessarily this year, but uh, or last year, but the one before when I think your answer was something to the effect of "What is on fire the hardest?" Yeah, yeah, and and that was um, that was really that was the case at my last position where I was the only IT person running their servers, and so it was every day was sort of a firefight, and there wasn't time to plan. Um, the company before it. Uh, there was all the time in the world to plan, uh, but no one seemed to talk to us about it. And so there would be plans and there would be – and it, you never knew where things were going to go wrong or we had processes around the things we knew were going to go wrong every single day that due to developer priorities were not going to get fixed. And that's that's really frustrating to be in a position where you're like, this is a problem, and they say, I know, but here is our schedule, and we do not have fixes for admin things in there. We have customer-demanded features. Right. You know, um, or, you know. So, so you're happier now than oh you were my, a year ago. I have great coworkers. Um, we have a big enough – group that uh, I think uh, we've got a new on-call schedule coming out. Um, I will be on call one week out of every six. And even then it'll be sp a specific schedule for people who are in the U S and authorized to work on certain U S based systems. So again, it's not like two jobs ago where there were only three of us allowed to work on those systems. And so it was basically what gone call cycle am I on this week? You were, you were, you were pretty rough at yeah. that point. I mean, Oh yeah. You were still your, your usual cheerful self, but they were wearing you down to a nubbin. And, and I was, I was well aware of that. And when I left that job and I, I think I might've mentioned that in, uh, uh, I guess that was two years ago now. Um, when I left that job, and I might have mentioned it when we, I guess we were just starting the podcast. No, it would have been towards the end of the first year. Um, that they they said, "Is there anything we can do to keep you?" And I was like, "This job is literally destroying my health and killing me." Uh, no, you know, offer me all the money in the world. The answer is still going to be no. I came into this job with you know some diabetes um because genetics and i'm leaving this job on uh, having had to restart and then triple from the base dosage the antidepressant i was on and have high blood pressure now yeah i'm like yeah no i'm no done um and so yeah i've i've having a good job that isn't turning me into a stress bunny except on the week i'm on call and that doesn't happen very often um, like I'm completely off the other rotation. They're just like, nope, you are on this rotation and you're one of six people who can do this. So this is the only rotation you have to do. I'm like, okay, I can work with that. It's, um, it's there. And this is, this has been a great company and I am very impressed at what they're doing. And yeah. uh, we, we've talked about that before, so we won't get into it, but mm -hmm. just seems worthwhile acknowledging that 
you know, things have changed in that, my God, you are in so much of a better place uh, work-wise. Yes, and I am not going to say that the company isn't without its own set of problems, but unlike previous jobs, the, uh, the last two at the very least, three, actually, now that I think about it, the jobs at the the problems with work do not impact my at least my day-to-day health, day-to-day living, things like that. I'm not saying there aren't people in very different positions than I am in the company who do have different experiences. And we're actively talking about how to fix that, which is also refreshing. Um, I was just impressed they were doing a company-wide, basically, you get a day off to cope, because, hey, there's a global fucking pandemic. Uh, we've done weekly. one a month yeah. for the last three months. There's uh, another one coming up, I think, later this month. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, our, uh, we're distributed by nature, so we already worked at home. We had that figured out. Um, we expect people to... We expect people to be grown-ups. I think that's important. Um, and, and in that no one is like up your butt every day looking for status updates on things unless it's actually really, really important and urgent. Um, and there's, uh, you know, a couple of places where they're like, can you do it in this big format? I'm like, yeah, that's, that's 10 times the work that maintaining that is actually 10 times the work than actually doing the job. So no, I'm actually not going to do that. And no one complained. So I, I like, I kind of like that about it. And uh, it's really easy to say, Hey, can we talk this out real quick? Um, you know, is this, is this something we can discuss on zoom? Is it something we can do on Slack? Is this something we need to start an email thread and get a wide audience for? So, um, we got this remote thing sorted. It's really nice. And, you know, I wish there was a, this was something that we could apply more generally to listeners other than get a good job at a company that doesn't suck, but... Uh, it's hard. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not lucky. Yeah. Um, there's... Uh, many, many companies will kill you if you let them. Um, yes, absolutely. And one of the things of the last, of the three companies before that, before this job, that I think it's important to note is that... Um, like my last job was maybe 10 people and it was a 10 year old startup where the founders were still heavily involved in the day to day. Okay, fine. Um, but that went down to code decisions that went down to some micromanagerial things. And so it's much harder to work in that environment as the new guy, because especially when you've got years of experience because you have ways of doing things. You can look at something and say, this process is flawed and it needs to be fixed. But in a very small company where, you know, the founder is still writing code for it, it's, it's a deeply personal thing. You have to be very careful about that. Um, the company before it, I was somewhere around employee 150, 155. Um, so I had missed, a lot of that level of things, but that has, it has its own baggage at that point. Um, and I have friends who still work there, uh, and one or two who I've enticed to come work for us. Um, but 
that that was a whole other thing because there was a company where I was a remote employee that didn't know how to handle remote employees really well. Um, the company before it, small company, well-knit. Apparently, I was taking over the position from someone who was reasonably well-liked, um, mostly by doing things that were way outside of what are appropriate for the IT manager and a shop. Uh, was that the one where those things included dating the boss's daughter? There was dating the boss's daughter. There was the day I came in and there's an extra machine on my desk. I'm like, okay, what what is this? And Oh, this is my personal machine. Okay, and why is it here? Oh, well, so-and-so, um, it doesn't work anymore, and so-and-so would just fix it. And I'm like, I, I that is not, no. I, I do not fix people's personal machines um, because, no. I, I have other things that, well, so-and-so did that, and I'm like, well, yeah, wake up, I'm not so-and-so. That didn't win me. There are a couple people who it did not win me friends. Well, I mean, you're you're the 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 server guy, not the your personal computer guy. Yeah, but the other guy was your personal computer yeah. guy, and, and a lot of his was um, when I would ask him things like, "Why did you choose this solution?" He's like, "Man, that's all I that's that's what I had," and I'm like thinking to myself, "No, you you had these other solutions." Um, he worked on the theory that he had to be the hero all the time, and I really don't want to be the hero all the time because. Job security, yes, but high blood pressure, and, antidepressants. And that requires there to be a situation that requires a hero. Every damn day. As opposed to just, you know, just keeping the, the Enterprise engines ticking along just fine. Yeah, if yeah. lithium crystals aren't cracking, you're fine. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm much I, – I, so many of us are happier that way, and there's still some toxic belief out there that if you're a systems engineer of any sort, you need to be saving the day and um, rescuing the enterprise every day or you're not earning your keep. That's bullshit. Bullshit. Well, that brings us to what is the best advice or feedback you've been given? And maybe we should change it to this year or something. Uh, well, I actually have a couple I, I, I can cover this okay. year that I was reminded of. Um, the first, and this goes back several years, but I was reminded of it just the other day, is that feedback is a gift. What you choose to do with that gift, how you treat it, is up to you. But anytime, whether someone's calling it constructive criticism – any sort of feedback is a gift for you to improve yourself or your delivery around. Unless it's on Twitter and you're an author. Don't read Goodreads, people. Don't yeah, do it. No, I mean, there's, there's don't read the comments. But when we're talking about... In, in circumstances where it is not complete randos coming out of the woodwork, right, yes. Right, yeah, no, it's, and it's, it's, it took a while for me to wrap my head around it. I heard it constantly. This is this came out of my wood badge training uh, with the scouts, and it took a while to wrap my head around it because I'm like, well, there's negative feedback and there's positive feedback, and there's and they're like, no, that's you. That's your defining. It is all defined by how you treat it. 
consider any any time you ask someone for feedback and they give it to you, it is a gift. Okay, if you ask them for feedback is a really important qualifier. There is that, yeah. Yes, yeah. okay, let's put that at the beginning because <laughs> lots of people would love to give you feedback you did not request, did not want, and do not wish to deal with. Yeah, but I mean, if your boss comes over and says, let me give you some feedback, your first thought is, oh, shit. Yes. Instead, maybe it's... Maybe I need to improve something. Uh, maybe this is going to be something good. Maybe I did a good job. Maybe I fucked up. And I'm not going to lie. I've, I've had at least one case where I, where my manager was like, can we talk about that? And I'm like, nope, I screwed that up really bad. He's like, you did. You really showed your ass there. Um, I miss some of those talks, uh, but I've got, you know, good boss. I've had good bosses who were willing to say to me, you really showed your ass. And I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm aware of that. And I have already apologized to the person in question. And, uh, but that doesn't undo the damage because I did it publicly. Um, and this wasn't recent, was it? Oh God, this was years ago. Oh, okay. This was, this was when, uh, a manager was looking at me and was like, well, our best developer couldn't figure such and such out in two weeks. And I might have looked at him and said, then maybe he's not your best developer, not realizing that the person who did it was sitting right next to him. Okay, On the other hand, that is pretty funny. <laughs> oh, no, it was it was. And my boss was like, you're not wrong because you then asked, but you should have led with the questions. Did you check here? Did you check this? Did you check that? Or did you just use this at face value? And that was what had actually happened. And um, I followed up with those questions. I bet he didn't think your feedback was a gift. <laughs> no, actually, afterwards, I'm like, you know what? That was completely wrong of me to do that. I'm very sorry. That was totally on me. And um, I did not mean to insult you in that way. Uh, well, okay. I did not mean to insult you. I did not mean to infer. You know, I was very sincere in my apology because I knew I had fucked up bad. Um, and even if I hadn't known I fucked up bad, I fucked up and I needed to own it. Um, that may be the second thing is when you screw up, own it. Yeah. You know, um, even if there are legitimate excuses, own it. You know, you're late. There was traffic. Okay. Whatever. You know, you missed a birthday because you forgot. Own it. Don't make up bullshit. Um, you were late on a project because you were up all night playing animal crossing instead of working on the project. You may not need to own that directly to the person you owe the project to, but you need to own up to the fact that you, you fucked that up. Um, and when you make an ass of yourself in public, um, own it. No, no excuses, no and ifs or buts. It's a hard lesson, and it is... Learn to apologize correctly and gracefully. <laughs> and it's hard. Oh, yeah. And you have to smush your ego sometimes, a lot of times. Um and I've had to do it, and I I had it. I've even had on one training exercise where I, um, I got called out in the middle of the training exercise. I did, I, and I I will own the mistake I made. I will own the misstatement I made. I will not go into it here because it was a dorsi training session, and you know. It, 
sometimes these deal with sensitive topics. I got called out. Absolutely. Uh, on that is wrong. That is not treating the victim with respect or we were talking about sexual harassment. Um, and that is re-victimizing. And I was, I looked at the person who did this and I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. And I am terribly sorry. Like in front of the entire crowd, I had someone come up to me and say, I don't think that was, I don't think you said anything wrong there. And I'm like, no, I absolutely did. And I had to explain why. And also the person who called me out, I immediately after it was over, beeline to each other. It was like, Oh God, they're going to come to blows. And instead I'm like, no, you were absolutely right. I'm so sorry. She's like, I didn't necessarily mean to do this to you in public, but they were like, no, you feel that way. You should call it out. And we're hugging and everybody's like, Oh, you got to own it. If you can own it, you can make it better. Um, there has to be a willingness on both sides for the apology to be accepted. Um, and it is, and there are times you will apologize. The other person doesn't need to accept it and doesn't need to hug it out. Right. And, and that's, I mean, and that's something else. Uh, I had someone say, no, I did all of these things right. And yet it didn't make it better. And we, we were sincere about it. And I said, you have done all you can do. It's not on the other person to accept your apology if they don't want to. And that's something you got to live with. Um, but you got to live with yourself. Um, and I would much rather own up to fucking up and doing everything I can to make it as right as I can than live with the, you know, I fucked up and what did I do about it? Nothing. Doubled down kind of Doubled thing. down or, oh, there's the guy who, you know, fucked up and he knows it but he won't he's too busy or arrogant or or arrogant or too much of an ass to to own up to the fact and so just keeps digging deeper no i i don't want to be that person i want to be the person my chickens think i am (laughs) sweetie I love you and your chickens very much, but Genghis Khan could come out with mealworms and they would think he was a stand-up dude. <laughs> I, I want to be the person my dog thinks I am. Hey, and I know Genghis Khan probably had dogs, too. So. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Huh? He had a horse. Well, his horses probably liked him. Yeah. Yeah. Any, uh, anyway, yeah. So that that would be... that. That's, that's sort of it. Own your mistakes. And when someone... When you're given the opportunity to get genuine feedback... That you wish, that you have requested. Genuine feedback, except as a gift. Yeah, I... I, There... to to Not to derail that at all, but I I will will say that uh, many of us, mostly women, not all, but certainly many of us, Mm -hmm. were very excited when Twitter started rolling out the no one can reply function on tweets because maybe we, you know, uh, the – because if there are times when you're like, I just want to vent about a thing and people are like, okay, did you try – you know, anything medical – Mm-hmm. It's like, like we all have to say when, you know, my spleen hurts, this is not a request for medical advice. Right. You know, there was no question in this tweet. So it, it, it's like you, you can't even use it to just bitch about your spleen anymore uh, because it'll be 200 people deep going, did you try lavender oil? And turmeric. 
Turmeric, yes. Turmeric, yeah. And, or whatnot. And, uh, yeah, or so, uh, let me explain this thing to you that you know. And this certainly does happen more to women, although I think everybody's had an uh, oh, yeah. event of, you know, where you say X, Y, or X, and someone's like, did you know this about X? And you're like, I do X for a living. Mm-hmm. I... Uh, or I am a fluent speaker of X, or I have 50 X in the garden right now, or there's an X standing on my head, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So, you... you. Yeah, and that's that may be why I said genuine feedback instead, because there is... There are sources of where you want the feedback to come from, yes. Yeah, and, and there are a lot of people out there who will give disingenuous feedback because of personal... Uh, it's and by disingenuous, I mean it's about them and not you. It's about them and not you. Yeah. yeah. See, everybody who complained about the last, uh, the last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Still love it, man. Yeah. Oh, so no, good. No. All right. Had an occasion to use that uh, every word you choose. That sentence was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you celebrate your success? And if so, how? I'm trying. I'm still not great. Uh, oftentimes, it's I'm going to go outside and stare at my chickens, although that's my answer for a lot of things, that's is your... to go outside and stare at my chickens. I'm stressed. Maybe I should go stare at my chickens. Uh, I'm less likely to buy new coffee or sushi. Well, especially sushi right now is a reward because it means leaving the house and uh, leaving the house is not great. And I can't go to a sushi bar and I would love to go to, you know, one of my favorite sushi bars and just sit down and, and plow into it. But, um, sometimes it's just giving myself a day off, you know, I'm going to finish this big customer migration. I'll be like, you know what? I need a day off. And that's, that's a, pretty big reward sometimes um or a small reward depending uh although i will admit there are a couple specialty coffees that i have been looking at to go with my nespresso maker um and just you know they aren't things i would normally buy you know they it's like yes uh here are the three standards that i like that i know i like that are good and then that run something like 70 cents a, a cup, 70 cents a capsule, right? And then there's this one over here, which is 90 cents a capsule. I'm like, that's that's a big spender. <laughs> we're talking, yeah, well, I mean, you know, we're a dollar 20 a capsule, so it's 12, 12, they come in sleeves of 10, so it's it's 12 bucks for 10, which you know, that's that's kind of pricey for like coffee at home, uh, but. I really like my Nespresso machine, and it, there, there are things that I'm just not going to find local. Oh, yeah, yeah. That I can, you know, that that maybe they maybe I'll like them, and maybe I'll hate them. And Oh, my God, if anybody is in Indonesia and listening, can send me some fucking civet coffee, like the real shit, not the, not the cruelty shit that they're selling, importing. And... What? What? I, no, I didn't say anything. We've had civet coffee on the show. I liked it. It was very earthy. Yeah. Much better than that fermented crap. 
Anyway, anyway. moving on. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like your chickens are very important to you. Stress <laughs> relief. And I have to say, uh, three years ago when you started this, um, so, had Strong Independence shown up at that point, I think? Um, we are on our third year of chicks. Third year with baby chicks in the in the yeah I think so yeah I think, I think maybe um, if not it wouldn't be long after um, but I I don't think you had gone to a full chicken no chicken no. uh, uh, topia there and I didn't expect it I don't think any, I, I don't <laughs> think and no one expected it um, all right there are several of you out there going yeah no 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 he doth protect he he doth he he doth protested too much. The uh, the number of times where Kevin said no chickens, I don't like chickens on Twitter in public is now hilarious. Uh and even more hilarious was the unexpected that a chicken would show up in the yard and turn out to be the most restful zen sort of thing I could have possibly run into at the time. Right. Uh, people have asked me why chickens. And I'm like, because if you go and you hang out with the chickens, just sit there for even five minutes. Chickens live in this exact moment. There's no dwelling over past mistakes. There's no, uh, no thought for, well, if I eat this mealworm today, is it going to grow? Am I going to, you know, gain five pounds? And so I won't be able to eat mealworms tomorrow. Will there even be mealworms here tomorrow? Um, it's it's very they tell you to live in the moment chickens live absolutely in the moment um down to the moment when it's time to go in the coop and then the rooster starts to get neurotic because his hens aren't in the coop that's the only time he seems to get more neurotic than usual he's a rooster so i mean he's testosterone driven and man testosterone will fuck you up um which rooster gets neurotic Ninja gets neurotic. Like, Lord Rooster is just like, well, I guess it's getting dark. Time to go in that coop. You coming, sweetie pie? And the fucking Jersey Giant just follows them right in, and they just sort of tuck in. As long as I don't do anything to spook them, like lift to check on them before I've closed the door, they don't even look anymore. I just walk out, and I close the door and latch it, and they're good. Um... And, and presumably he will go back to to be Buffy will go back to going in the coop with him as well when she's done being a mom. He could totally be going into her coop, and he's not. Um, that is that is not his coop anymore. That's her coop and the babies. And maybe when the babies get older, she'll move. Maybe he'll be allowed back in. But he's not. Mm -mm, nope. Um, Ninja Ninja tends to get upset if um, one of the hens is outside the pen or hasn't come to bed yet. Uh, he gets particularly upset if Monique isn't in. It's both sweet and disturbing because he's like crowing constantly and she can't get back over the fence from this side. So I have to open the gate for her. And then he immediately comes out to walk with her back to the coop, escort her to the coop. And sometimes when she stops for water, he, he will have already gone. He'll come back out to get water with her. It's, Oh, God, that's adorable. It, it, if he weren't crowing at decibel levels that make my rock concerts look quiet, uh, it would be much more adorable. Yes. Um, 
And yeah, that's the other thing is I haven't gone to so many concerts this year because I can't. Yeah. I kind of miss it a little. Uh, uh, that will used to be one of your, you know, I'm going to start going to all the concerts I always wanted to go to. Well, that and there, the reason around that was I call that the Lemmy Bowie Fry Prince rule. Because Lemmy, Bowie, Glenn Fry, and Prince all died in like a four-month period, and I never saw any of them live. It was always, I'll catch them next tour, I'll catch them next tour. And suddenly there weren't any more tours for any of them. So uh, now it's, if I want to see them live, I'll go see them live. And I admit, Glenn Fry isn't someone I wanted to see live the way I did Prince Bowie and Lemmy, but... Flip side, um, he fell right in the middle and it felt bad leaving him out because, you know, the Eagles were, you know, uh, part of my youth. Uh, Glenn Fry's music, solo music, you know, 80s, part of my growing up. So it just felt inappropriate to leave him out. So number seven, how do you deal with failure or when you miss a goal? Much better than when we started. <laughs> did, when we started, what did you do? Just beat yourself up about it? I would beat myself up a lot. And there are still things I beat myself up about. Not going to lie. But it's not as long. It's not as, um, it's not as intense. And um, I've learned to be kind to kinder to myself and to practice. um, uh, What was it? Radical, radical, forgiveness, radical compassion or whatever to myself. Um, and I, that makes it a hell of a lot easier to do it for other people as well. Um, See, it, I don't know if it's socialized or whatnot, but I can forgive other people super easy. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, I'll, I'll dwell on my own Except that's, that's been the thing. That's what I noticed is when I learned to forgive my own failures, I realized that I wasn't forgiving other people mm-hmm. and it became much easier. I was able to get past that and to forgive other people and to offer other people forgive, offer other people forgiveness. And I'm not talking just about in the, the, cause I, I you'll notice I'm using a capital F because I'm a Lutheran and I can't help myself, <laughs> but um, there's a lot that goes into it that, and people are like, oh, well, wave your hands and you're forgiven. And that's, yeah, sort of true. But if you haven't forgiven yourself, you're not, no one has forgiven you, whether you're talking about in a spiritual sense, whether you're talking about the person down the road, um, you have to be able to forgive yourself before you can effectively forgive other people. Um, And when my ex-wife had finally gotten over a lot of her stuff and was like, I'm very sorry. Can you forgive me? Um, a couple years ago. Oh man, that's been a long time now. Um, I was like, I did years ago. Um, and she's like, I know, but, and I'm like, yes, I forgive you, you know, but I wouldn't have been able to do that. My God, it took me, it took me a while to be able to do that. It did. Some things are hard. I mean, I'll be honest, there's still shit I haven't forgiven my ex for, and it's been over yeah. a decade. There's there's a few mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a cling to to the grave. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I'm not I'm not saying there aren't things from past relationships or past mistakes or whatever I'm not going to gripe about. Those scars run deep, but 
they're not, I don't feel the need to pick at them. Mm. Gotcha. Right. Once I was able to accept my own mistakes and forgive myself for fucking up, I didn't feel the need to pick at them anymore because I, I, I was able to get past them. Right. And it feels weird to be saying shit like that and, and, and be like, not even 50 yet, but, um, or rather to, to be almost 50 and have not figured that out yet. But then I start to realize there are a lot of people who, who will go to their graves without, they'll give lip service to forgiving their spouse, their children, their whatever, and they'll go to their grave carrying a grudge. Um, and that's it's not worth it it's really not worth it um, oh there's a few grudges i'm still you know <laughs> holding on to with 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 joy in my heart but i'll be honest it is somewhat complicated by my inability to ever remember anyone's last name so i have a couple of grudges against that one fucker and that dude <laughs> yeah and, and him i mean with the hair and <laughs> yeah and i mean that's that's the thing right if if I could keep. I could be putting a laundry list into OmniFocus right now. People, people with grudges, but what good does that do me? Well, if you need a list, then it's not a very good grudge. Yeah, that's fair. That's like fair. if you have to keep a like, like that's what I never understood about Nixon's whole enemies list. You couldn't remember who your enemies were, then they're shit enemies. No, 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 no. You give the enemies list to other people. You, you, the, Nixon's enemy list wasn't for Nixon. It was for Nixon to hand to somebody and say, find out everything you need to know about, oh. everything there is to know about these people. I thought yeah. he was just forgetting who his enemies were. No. Okay. No. Well, this is the thing with grudges. Like, if you had to write, if you had to keep a list of your grudges, like, that's, no. The only reason to have a grudge is because it was such an unforgivable sin <laughs> that it is, like, etched across your soul. You're just really bad with names. Someday I will find you that dude with the hair, and I am going to kick you so hard in the junk. So, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, this isn't my interview. I am glad you have come to an enlightened place with chickens and forgiveness, Kevin. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, and I'm not saying I'm great, but I'm trying. Kevin is, like, super great people and, like, <laughs> a total sweetheart and Disney princess and so nice. Hold still, cat. You have a big old booger in that nose. And, uh... uh there you go. Thank you. You've done a few exciting things this year, I will point out, that you didn't necessarily expect. No, I don't think I did. You sheared a sheep? Sheared a sheep. Uh... There, there was sheep shearing. Yeah. Uh, we went to Giant's Causeway. We did. Did not expect to go there. Well, maybe a little expect to go there once you were like, I've got tickets. I'm like, oh, hell yes, I'm in. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, did not. Had we gotten back from Tibet by the time we did the. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because we, we, Tibet was in April, and this one usually comes around first week of June. Oh, look, it's the first week of June. So. Had we wrapped the Hidden Almanac by then? Nope, we didn't wrap the Hidden Almanac until September, so we wrapped that up in this past year. That was that was a big achievement. It was and a big like, achievement, yeah. I mean, obviously I was the writer, but you did so much of the work with, with the press and the, 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 the editing and the being moored mm -hmm. and the, yeah. And honestly, the, the, the reward... 
the celebration and the reward for that, I'm going to get misty again because I always get misty thinking about it, um, has been the reaction of the fans. Uh, It was, one, everybody was very understanding about why we wrapped it up. Um, Not just because it was getting harder to do after six years, but it's, there was a lot of effort and those story, that story was coming to an end. There was, you know, we could only delay it for so long. Um, And the people who were out there who were still like, I miss the hidden almanac so much. We know. And, but it's, it's, it's a lot of work and we have to be very targeted in our, in our, our time right now. And there are projects I've backburnered now for months because we're just like, we should really do this thing. And it's like, I just don't have the cognitive capacity to do it right now. Well, there is a global fucking pandemic and yeah. the world's on fire. Yeah. But and, yeah. And yeah. It, and it'll happen at some point. Yeah. You know, things but, will, will adjust. But. Uh, but I've just been, uh, the, the positive from so many people about it has been just, you know, uh, uh, wonderful. And, um, uh, I was uh, very glad for all of that and glad I could, I was able to get the complete hidden almanac out before the end of last year. Um, just so that that was done and everybody could just go download it in one big glump and listen at their leisure instead of having to go all the way back and start at the beginning post by post by post. So. It's uh, yes, I think that is a huge thing that you should be proud of having yeah. accomplished. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we accomplished. Yes, we well, accomplished. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But still, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. That that was you know. Yes. So, uh, so onward and upward. What are your onward. plans for the next year? Is it just live through the current state of the world? I mean, that's that's sort of the like the baseline is live through the current state of the world. Um, I might, there are a couple things I'm looking at trying this next year. Um, uh, Michelle Wexelblot sent me an amazing video, which I'll link next week during the letter show um, on um, uh, gratitude journaling, which I've always sort of done a little poo-pooing around, but why it's valuable and, and why to do it. So that may be something I'll try. Um, there are, you know, I've a, I've played around with the idea of just journaling in general and just can't seem to wrap my head around it. Also, that's what Twitter's for uh, <laughs> in a lot of cases. Um, Remember blogs. Yeah. And now it's micro blogs. And, um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what happens yep. because it's. A whole new thing. This is, it's like the middle of the calendar year, but now's the time when you should be settled in and all that stuff. And, and maybe you can take a look at that serious eval um, instead of in, you know, the week before, the week between Christmas and New Year's when everybody's like, what? What, what are your resolutions? You need to have resolutions. You're going to lose weight, right? You're going to lose weight. You're going to lose weight. You're going to eat less. You're going to lose weight. You're going to eat less. You're going you're gonna to exercise more, right? Exercise more. No, that's all bullshit. Um, don't make I, I don't make decisions to do that to to improve myself um, out of peer pressure or out of 
I mean, there are situations where peer pressure is totally appropriate to improve myself. Like when somebody comes up to me and says, you fucked up really bad and everybody's mad at you. Maybe that's the right kind of peer pressure. But um, if you want to make real improvement now, now you've kind of settled in. You've put the baggage of hopefully the baggage of the last year behind you. Yes, the world is a screaming dumpster fire going down a flaming polluted river water slide right doesn't it doesn't mean you can't stop and say you know not not the bullshit about well if you're not putting together three side hustles and this that and the other in the pandemic you know what that that's also bullshit um if you're gonna now is the time of year to start really maybe looking at how you've been doing the last six months to a year and say, all right, what, what do I start doing? What do I stop doing? And what do I want to continue doing? And I will say that if you are one of the people who has been staying home and, and obviously all of our essential workers who are laughing bitterly in the night now, right? Uh, yeah, no, yeah. We, we got it. But if you are at home going as I did, Oh God, why do I ever leave the garden in spring? Yeah. It is okay to to come out of this going, okay, being at home there this is a thing that I need to do from here on out. Yeah. And yeah. uh and God knows it'll never make up for the misery that we are all going through and the people lost, but it you know, take take things that improve life where you yep. can. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So. We should probably wrap this interview up. Yeah. I'd like to thank Kevin Sonny, <laughs> founder and host of Productivity Alchemy, for joining us here on his podcast, Productivity Alchemy. Um, and uh, for... you can see more of Kevin's work at the website, productivityalchemy.com. Or at K Sonny on Twitter, or <laughs> for everybody at home, we'll be right back after this. You want to see something kind of neat? Uh, the, the, the internet can't see it. No, but I'm asking you. This, okay. I want you to look at this notebook and, and how thick it is and the fact that I need to buy more rings. Is this a tool? Uh, it is It is a tool. and tool. tool. But those are the notes from all of the interviews. Wow. Over the last three years. All of Pittsburgh them. Pittsburgh potty. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> So I have to I every time I every time when I'm talking to somebody I take notes and the things I put down are often like all of the advice people have offered up is in here uh that I was able to scribble down in time uh all of the things that I thought needed to be linked to explanations um all of it uh, that's that's noble and good and it's good your record keeping but explain the Pittsburgh pot it's the <laughs> 
and this is something specific to Pittsburgh. Uh, the Pittsburgh potty is basically in your basement, uh, a toilet. Sometimes it's got walls. Sometimes it's just a toilet in your basement. Uh, it seems to be very common around Pittsburgh. My grandparents had one. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, you're looking at me. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, now by the time I, I got, you know, I, I have cognizant memories. It was a separate, like the laundry room in the basement had a wall and it was separated from the rest of the basement. And there was a wall between the laundry machines and the actual potty. But it it just seemed to be just there's a toilet and a sink in your basement. That's just how it is in Pittsburgh or was in Pittsburgh. I, it's a thing that happens. Well, okay then. Uh, See, today I learned. Yeah. So, uh, uh, what is our badge code for today? Three years, all one word. Three years, Three all years, one word. Three years, all one word. You can find out about the badges <laughs> on the Productivity Alchemy website. Mm -hmm. And while you are there, you can look at ways in which you can support the podcast, which include Patreon, uh, Kofi, Kofi. Mm -hmm. telling your friends, uh, hiring skywriters to write the URLs, uh, whatever whatever appeals to you. Um, but as we keep saying these days, we are currently doing fine. So feel free to skip the skywriter and yep. perhaps donate to your local food bank. And uh, these days, uh, your local bail fund for protesters. There are lots yes. of good links you can find online. Mm -hmm. um, if you are local to us, take action. Chapel Hill has been doing very good work. They have. And, uh, yeah, so get out there and help people who need it fight in the good fight. Yep. And, uh, I, I, this goes without saying, but, uh, once again, um, we see you, we hear you, we're listening, we're doing black lives matter, black lives matter, and we're doing our best to help. Yes. Um, we, we, God knows it's probably mm -hmm. not enough, but, uh, I think a lot of us feel like things aren't enough and that is really not that is our problem to worry about and not y'all's to reassure us we're doing enough because then it's sort of making it about us and you got you right. Uh the only thing I will say uh to make it about us is if you disagree with that statement if you're going but don't all lives matter right now or cop lives matter never listen to us again <laughs> just Block us, unsubscribe, never listen again, because um, I love all my listeners, but I would prefer if you were no longer listeners. Yes. So that's that's the heavy for this week. Uh, yes. I've been heavy a couple times. Uh, just, you know, guys, thank you so much for the last three years. Thank you for listening. Um Thank you for showing up. Thank you for sending letters. And uh, thinking if you of have letters, letters, send them in because next week is a letter show. Next week is a letter show. And I've got uh, – Kevin keeps stealing my fidget cube. You put it on the table. I can't help it if you put it on the table within reach. Uh, but I got some great interviews already in the can for the next month. Uh, I'll probably be looking for more. There are a couple people who I'm hoping to get um, – on the show in the next month or two. And, uh, and so we'll see how it, how it goes. Uh, but again, thank you for the last three years. It's been absolutely fantastic. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. And, uh, folks do your best out there to. And if you can, and it's okay productive. if you can. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, just do your best, and if you can, it's okay. It's okay, and if you can't, it's okay. So, but yeah. And at the moment, being productive may look like uh, trying to resist a police state. So, uh, yeah, you get down with your bad self. And we'll be back next week. <laughs>